0: Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 471 of the JV Club with my friend and guest, Olivia Hack. What a, what a woman. Uh, This was such a fun conversation. You might know Olivia from the Brady Bunch movies. You might know her as Ty Lee. She has also done a billion other things that you know and love. Uh, Those are just two things that I picked out because I especially love her for those. She's so funny, so talented, so candid. Rad. You know what? I'm just going to leave it at rad. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I will talk to you next week. I couldn't, I just couldn't blow a raspberry. That was very scary for a second. It was like, oh no, the sound of my youth. (laughs) Don't worry about it. One time I had a thing where like something was going on with like I burned the inside of my lip, something was happening with the inside of my around my lips where I couldn't whistle. Janet, we know Um, it was herpes. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) A series of sores for some reason was keeping me from. no, I couldn't whistle. And it was really, it really weirded me out. This is an adult me. This is adult me being like. And you can,
1: but you can whistle now?
0: I mean, I've never been a good whistler. I should have probably, I, have I should have established in. that early. I
1: can't blow out. I have to, I can only, yeah, sucking in.
0: Oh, I didn't suck in. Oh, that just sounds like sucking in.
1: I can only I do can't. it sucking
0: in. Really?
1: Yeah, I can't do it blowing out.
0: Whoa, in, that's really not, good. Yeah, but not out. I, I, I'd I, have to retrain myself <laughs> And a you a not do it, You can't do it
1: sucking in? I can't so, do it sucking okay. in.
0: Are we can one person like, together? To do we like, the perfect person? Yes. Can you do like tongue tricks? <laughs>
1: not really. Like I can't like, roll my tongue.
0: I can, I can't I can even roll, roll my, my r's. T- oh, you can. You cannot roll your I'm r's. Not. I can roll my r's, but you know, sometimes people do that thing where they turn their tongue upside down. I definitely. Oh, I can't can do, do any that. of
1: that. Or like I, the taco, I can't do any of that. I can do the taco. Can you do the? Oh, can you do the
0: like <laughs> thing where you do this and oh, then the it story? Sounds like, story? Yeah. No. <sighs> I would have done the actual. What about just like? Good old fashioned. No. Okay, first of all, I got it. Listen, this is not a visual broadcast, <laughs> but we got to get to the bottom of this. Okay. I need you to do more of like a like you're blowing your like, keep your cheeks tight and then do the same thing, but put your finger inside and now fill your cheeks with air while you keep this t- as tight as you can. And then you're don't loosen up your mouth. You got it. Your finger has to force its way out like that. No, Uh-uh. I'm not doing it either. And I've always wanted to do
1: the whistle with the fingers, too. Can't do that.
0: Can't do the whistle. I have 100% confidence and faith that the next time we're in person together, you're going to walk away being an expert at the pop. That that thing that I was not even doing when I was trying to teach you how to do it. what other things can I try to teach you that I'm not good at? I do I mean, There's a very long list do of stuff anything. I suck at. Like, so. like
1: when you put your special skills list for agent or whatever, yeah. like it's so short and like. What do what do you put? What do Don't you? do put? shit. I can ride a horse. So I always check I like barely riding a, ride horse, a horse.
0: I can barely ride a horse. But I don't,
1: I'm not physical. I'm yeah. not like sporty. I'm not. I can't juggle.
0: I can't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That sort yes. of stuff. Like, I just don't have special skills. <laughs> My special skill is being myself.
0: I'm just not sure that anybody is looking at those. And I could be totally wrong. But I don't know that that's the area where that people are scrutinizing. I feel like nobody bothers with that. And then everyone auditions. And then the person and they is just like, train you. by the way, can they speak? Can they speak a little Spanish? And then that like and then at that point your agent calls you and says like hey can you sue Spanish? and you're like yeah it's on my special skills and then they're like no one looks at that like that's what the conversation I imagine happening opposed to like wait hold on let's go I through need our to look roster. at the special skills to make sure they can yeah <sighs> that they can be fence wrong. or I could something be wrong. yeah maybe for commercial commercial auditions yes but like theatrical I feel like Yeah commercial auditions are like ready. can
1: you ride a scooter and I yeah. guess
0: you just have to
1: Yeah but yeah. even that like uh-huh, it's fine.
0: <laughs> Wait, so where did you so where did you grow up uh with your with you and your mom?
1: So I grew up in West Hollywood. Uh yeah. And, and back then it, which people always go, "Oh, fancy." And like wasn't back right. then in the right. 80s like was pretty sketchy. Like all of It's weird. It's weird to have grown up in LA and to see LA have been kind of like a hellhole and then gotten nice and then kind of be a hellhole again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's an odd it's yeah. odd. LA's weird. Yeah. But, Did yeah. you
0: yeah. So you had the like I've talked about this before, but we used to come and visit my dad's like best friends lived in La Cunada. And so we would drive out from Tucson, where I'm from, at least every summer, if not more often. And the first day that I would be in the Los Angeles area, I would have a tickle in my chest that I couldn't get rid of. And I would be coughing and stuff. And then by day like three, I had totally adjusted to the smog. And that was like in the 80s, early 90s. So I'm curious. It was
1: really bad back then. You know, the smog. I remember the first time I went to New Zealand. I was there for a while. And so I had like detox my lungs or something. And I came back and my chest hurt for like three days. And I yeah. was like, oh, this is this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's no, I mean. way better now. Oh, it's way better now. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. I mean, I say it's fine, but it's funny because I'm I'm living at the beach right now. And I'll be here like two months and there's no dust on anything. And I'll mm. dust, I live in Burbank back home and mm. I'll dust and then three days later, that there will be dust on things again. And it's that's not dust. That's pollution. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just settling. And yeah, so I think it's OK, but I also do a lot of hiking. And then you just see that brown layer. I don't know. No, yeah. we live in a very. But I mean, we have AQI.
0: Pit. We have AQI. You know what I'm saying? Like we have air quality indexes now that we can yeah. check. So like on a day where it's 89 AQI, that's not great but like there are a lot of days in LA now where it's like 30 and it's bright. It's like, that's a bright green index. It's great. Oh, okay. That's a 30 is like, oh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm trying to think of like a cute small town in the mountains. Like, oh, I'm in Breckenridge, Colorado. Okay. Um, maybe they get down to like three, I don't know. But (sighs) green is considered like you, you're very good to go. And then you get into the yellow and it's like, it's fine like it's okay it's so you're not gonna you know but i think i mean if they had had that if we had had iphones and they had apps like in the early 90s in la i'm sure it just would have been like the sad frowny face bright red (laughs) no it was really 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 bad nowhere
1: else is bad and i didn't know until i went there salt lake city so really
0: is it like a bowl because it sort of collects everything So,
1: a month a year they have like it's called like a toxic Something and it's like toxic smog and it comes and it sits. Yeah. Ugh. But it's like you have to stay inside. Yeah. You don't go outside if you're at school. Like it's like a, it's an event and it, it's like a weather system that oh, comes and you. like, yeah. So I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <Salt Lake City. laughs> I don't know how we got there. Again,
0: we are all falling apart on the inside or on the outside. Uh, yeah. No, I, read,
1: I read something the other day that said that we inhale enough microplastics every week or every month to produce a credit card. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Everything's fine. Don't worry. You could really write some stand up around that. You could be like, if that's the case, I should be. uh, Why am I not charging more like some sort of like if I could produce a credit card?
1: I. It's, it's the fall of Rome though, I think. So I'm like, why don't we all party and like, let's party. Let's get naked. Yeah. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for like the fun part of the end of the world, as opposed to just everybody being on Zoloft, you know?
0: I totally understand that. I Yeah, I definitely had that conversation with a friend of mine a couple of days ago. Like we caught up on the phone, which in and of itself was very novel and fun. Like, oh, we're just talking to each other on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And uh, and he was sort of saying that, like, you know, he's a very thoughtful, very sensitive, like lovely, lovely person. And so I would sort of imagine him tipping more into the sort of like this is incredibly sad. Like, you know, I don't want us to be at the fall of rome and that and all that means in the negative but actually he was the reverse he was like no you know i've really decided like i just need to let go of all of that and just really be grateful and enjoy all anything that is positive right now and really try to lean into the positive stuff and just like be in i space.
1: mean for me life is 100 percent perspective right yeah. and and it really is that old adage of like it's 10 percent what happens to you and 90 percent how you react to it and yeah. i'm a nihilist really in my core and you can be sad about it right like nothing matters oh my gosh this is awful or that can be just a really freeing experience of like yeah. nothing matters yeah. so um you but when you
0: say nihilist I, yeah, yeah i think i think what gets a bad rap is that people automatically go to the place of like oh so you shit on other people or like do like psychotic things to other people because nothing no. else like that's not what it means like no, it's like do you baby do you exactly yeah but i think so i think it gets a bad rap because people think oh oh because you don't believe in heaven or hell or because you don't believe in karma uh it sounds to me like you're just saying like murder isn't off the table
1: i weirdly do believe in karma
0: yeah you know i think you can i think you can believe in because i believe
1: in energy right so just because nothing matters it doesn't mean that there's not energy out there and that we're affected by it and all that stuff
0: yeah um It just means that,
1: like, we're just, you know, we're just ghosts floating on a giant rock through space. I don't know. Yeah. You know,
0: I listen, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. And what I want to ask too is, like, how, what was your perception of kind of your, what, like, what was your day to day like living here when you did with, because I don't know, like, there are, you know, friends of mine who are like, oh, yeah, I'm from LA. Well, I'm from Burbank and I went to like the big giant, rock and roll church every sunday and then there are people who are like oh no like i'm very like i grew up in a very secular household and like or a hippie household like what was your my
1: my parents both were from my mom was kind of from california my dad was from kentucky and i you know if you grow up in the 50s in america like you grow up with some sort of religion right but uh, it's weird because it it wasn't a religious household like i said prayers before i went to bed but it was like it was like a basic prayer you know it was like uh i can't even remember but like and then we would say a prayer before like we had dinner so it was like father bless this food we take and bless us all for jesus sake you know there was nothing personal okay. about it okay yeah. And then sometime around and we'd go to church once a year on Easter and we'd like Easter.
0: Interesting. Okay, On
1: Easter. I can't decode
0: what religion this would be based on the
1: elements. (laughs) (laughs) And and it was kind of like, okay, we got to do this church thing. But really, we just dress up and kind of maybe laugh and snicker our way through it. Yeah. And then and then maybe around the time I turned 12, I think my mom was like, girl, you in trouble. Like, cause I was just 12. Right. And probably hormonal and slightly psychotic and whatever. And so she decided that we were going to go to church, her, me and my dad. Right. And so like, I don't know where this came from. Huh. If my mom was still alive, I would ask her, like, she just got this in her head. So maybe for like a year or two, a couple times a month, we'd go to church. And I remember at one point them trying to stick me in Sunday school. Sure. And it was just like, bitch, please. Like, cause you have, you're with all these other kids who've been indoctrinated, right? right. So they're telling you like Noah's Ark and all this stuff. And yeah. you're like, none of this is, you know, <laughs> making sense guys. Yeah. yeah. And so I, you know, I think she tried for some, my dad the other day we got into it, which is such a weird thing. He's like, you're kind of, he's like, you're godless. And he's like, I don't know where I failed you. And I was like, dad, oh. like, you haven't been, I've been into a church way more recently than you have. Like, where is this coming from? Yeah. It was just the weirdest Wait, Where was thing.
0: it? Do you mind if I ask, I think, like, what, do you remember the conversation for him? No, to be like, he like, godless. he just
1: like, he like got into it with me and he was like, well, you know, because you're godless. And, and he's like, I don't know where I failed you. And I was like, failed me. Am I a failure? Like, what about yeah. my life is a failure? You know? And he's like, I don't know. I can't remember where it started, but I I mean, and we were laughing about it Yeah, because I was just like, dad, like you are i mean if we want to talk about morals like that ain't the person to right, yeah. be dishing that out so yeah it was just really odd but yeah i mean i think they tried and i'm sure there was some sort of guilt because they were raised with religion um and i don't i'm not an atheist i'm just agnostic like right oh we could this is totally a way station to divinity or whatever i have no idea like yeah. i don't i and i think anybody who pretends to know whether you're uh, an atheist or whether you're a fundamentalist, you know, Mormon or whatever, I it's all it's all wrong, right? Because, right. like we just don't know.
0: yeah,
1: um so who knows? Sure,
0: yeah, I don't know. well, and you know, to your point, I think that that the only thing that sounds like familiar about it all sounds familiar, but the the idea of a parent being like, do As I say, not as I do, like that, he could recognize in himself, like, well, no, 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 I'm not this person, but I guess I thought I left it open so that Olivia <laughs> right. could feel like she had more of an anchor to spirituality yeah. or something. When you're like, but I'm more spiritual than you are, like, don't worry about it, I'm yeah. good. That's yeah. really funny.
1: I don't know, parents, man,
0: yeah, well, it's weird too when you're like, like, my dad's an atheist, but I mean, he's sort of a he, he's not like. <laughs> All due respect, he's not like Bill Maher, atheist, where he's like pissed at people yeah. who believe in God. He's not like that, um, or if he is, he sort of internalizes it more. But um, it's so interesting when like someone's lack of belief is as assertive as their belief. Like if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And so I'm always interested in in kids who have parents who are like. That Sort of more that Bill Maher type that are like, if anyone, I know this is not your parents, I'm just like speaking about the uh, the people, people I've met like this. yeah Their parents are like, you're, you're a fool. Honestly, you're a fool if you believe in God, you know, like that's a whole different level of pressure, you know, to sort of like, I don't know, what if I want to find faith in something, you know, it doesn't, that feels more, you know, like cut and dry too than...
1: Well, it's got to be weird to, yeah, I've raised your kids that way and then to feel, yeah, I just, re- just religion dynamics and families are really interesting. Like I have a really close friend who grew up Mormon and all of his siblings have, have eventually have left the church and some more recently and the mom is still in it and you know she's upset because they're not all going to be in the Holy Kingdom together or whatever. I forget what they call it. Celestial, um, Celestial Kingdom.
0: Kingdom. Yes. Don't um, worry. I had to go to church for the entirety of my childhood into my teens. Uh, wait, were you raised Mormon? Mormon, Mormon? But oh, I wasn't raised Mormon. That's the thing. That's the problem. That's the qualifier is that my dad had primary custody of me and he's an atheist, and so my mom is Mormon, but but she had custody of me on Sundays. So. Um, oh. So I so that was like, you know, sort of the punch, the punching the time card. Like I had to go because that was, you know, I had an adult in my life who was in charge of me. And then as soon as I graduated high school. So I, I you
1: weren't wear wearing like the magic underwear yeah. and all that stuff. Okay. No,
0: you don't wear the magic underwear, I think, until you I mean, I could be wrong. I, I'd have to talk to somebody who stayed in the church longer or someone who's still in the church. But. Um, no, I never went inside the temple. I never, because that's not where you go for regular church. You have to have like a special recommendation or a special reason to go there. I never went there. I never got garments. Like, I, okay, I, garments, I think of that as I being that. more of a, a, either like a missionary thing and then like um, being married thing. But it could be that when you go, by the time you're in college, maybe you're supposed to be wearing garments. I'm not it's sure. probably when you bleed. That's like when all that stuff starts, right? No, but I mean, I would have been given that because I had to oh, go all okay. through high school.
1: Wow. So did you feel like you left the Mormon church or do you feel like you just kind of eased your way out of it?
0: I feel like there was never a chance that I was going to go of my own volition. So it never felt like I was leaving anything. But Mm -hmm. certainly to my mom and like my grandmother, you know, um, family members on my mom's side who were Mormon, they I'm sure they thought of it as like, oh, no, she lost her way. And it doesn't make anyone feel better to be like, no, I never had it. I never had a way. Don't worry.
1: Are they I, sad that you're not or is it just like, um, I mean, and, you're probably a sinner yeah, in Hollywood,
0: right? My, my mom's my mom has died also as has as yours. Uh, my grandmother, my you know, my grandparents are dead. So but yeah, I mean, I have like my mom's uh, my mom has three siblings. I, I love them so much. I love them all. They're so weird and smart and different from each other. Um, two of them are Mormon uh, identifying. And then one of them has, I think, was like me. It was just like, no, from like the time he was a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have a bunch of cousins. And I think I figured out like last year, I think I sort of did the math. And it seems like one third of all of the cousins are still Mormon and two thirds are not so the numbers are i think the numbers in like people raised mormon are dwindling but they're constantly converting people through like missionary work and stuff also they're converting the dead so they can oh right they can like backlog backlog, but yeah millions of members and if you don't know that that includes and i'm sure it does includes baptisms for the dead then like you know, you think that there are way more people walking around with books of Mormon in their pockets. So
1: what type of people, what type of dead people are they baptizing?
0: You're, I think it's your family members. Like you can, so like, you can say be like, you... I want to. And the reasoning is like, oh, you know, I I, know I, my great great grandfather was not Mormon, but I'll never meet him if oh. he's not Mormon. Because I got to I got to yank him out of, you know, out of the celestial kingdom and bring him up to the celestial kingdom. It's my responsibility Fascinating. get him with the rest of the family, which, again, like, I would love to... I think that people who, on the ground, do think that's why, and I think people up at the top of the ranks are like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we fooled them all like they think that they're like really we're getting a bigger tax break because we can well, show that many members of ours and church all those
1: tidings everybody. and all that stuff yeah right? i'm
0: i it, we're, it, i don't have a ton of faith in like the hierarchy side of most institutions so i'm not yeah. being, you know what i mean like i'm not being specifically anti-mormon like i think any company which is what this many religions are scientology any company you <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> know same same i mean i'm yeah. sure i i think it's like and a, a catholicism and everything that, yeah, else yeah yeah it's just how old of a company you are but yeah 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 you know you're like there's just that there's i mean just how much land risk. does the
1: catholic church own that they pay yeah. no
0: taxes on and totally. all that stuff yeah totally. yeah so, so we got to start a religion yeah and that really, is why really. i wanted to just welcome for the, tax tax the podcast break. <laughs> we have got to start an end of days religion Um, More nudity. More more nudity. Certainly, you know, that's where it starts. It starts with more nudity, and we can build the rules off of that. Perfect. And it's going to be great. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Wonderfuls, if you listen to this podcast, then you already know I love Tig Notaro. That's why I got to tell you about Don't Ask Tig. Now, Don't Ask Tig is a podcast hosted by comedian Tig Notaro and... TIG doesn't have all the answers, but with help from friends like me, Margaret Cho, Esther Perel, and Paul Rudd, they'll offer up funny and honest advice for life's many issues, like exercising bad vibes from an inheritance given by an evil relative. On my episode, we battle the tricky issue of how much to tip waiters in a foreign country, and how to fend off creepy guys at work. They can't promise it'll be good advice, but it will be a good time. Subscribe to Don't Ask TIG wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going first. It's me, Jackie Kation. Man, she's always this bossy. Um, <laughs> hi. I'm Lori Kiltmartin. Uh, we're a bunch of stand-up comics, and uh, we've been doing comedy like 60 years total with the, both of us, but we look amazing. And we're uh,
1: working out. We drop every Monday on Max Fun, and it's called The Jackie Lori Show, and you can listen
0: to it and learn about comedy and learn about anger management and all the things. And Jackie is married but childless, and I'm, I'm unmarried but child full so together we make <laughs> one complete woman is that just what's gonna end yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we try to make kyle laugh just like that and say oh my god every episode
1: it's a good job jackie and Lori show mondays only on maximum fun
0: you started acting pretty young yeah like two yeah okay so yeah. so if you were two, is did you? Is the story in your family that you said you wanted to do it? No, or? Oh, okay.
1: no, 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 no. I it's so funny because people are like, so did you just know? And I'm like, I yeah. don't know. Um, no, I mean, I think when you're, and I meet kids like this all the time. When you're a certain type of kid, mm-hmm. and they're like, what do we do with this kid? And then you already live in L.A., right? Like, right. It's it's a totally different thing if you're in. Massachusetts or something and someone you know people ask me all the time sorry backing up people ask me all the time if I if I had a kid if I'd put them in acting and I always say no yeah now if you're in Hollywood it's a little easier in terms of just like it's you're just kind of around that like my this sounds like nepotism and it's not but like my dad was working for ABC at the time and like standards and practices and like my mom had done theater and so I mean, it was just easier to get an agent and, you know, whatever. So fine. And then, you know, it's interesting because it takes a certain type of kid. You can be cute, like, for a few years. But after that point, I mean, you have to be good with people. You have to be able to take direction. You have to be able to hang out with strangers and all that sort of stuff, right? As a small child. And people always say to me, like, oh, you you got out alive or you don't seem all that fucked up or whatever. Someone said that to me literally yesterday. And my response to that is always, I don't think child acting makes you messed up in the head. I think you already have to be messed up in the head Mm. because for a kid to be able to access emotions and be very adult and very, um, really mature, honestly, most of these kids that you meet on sets are really mature. Yes, yeah. Um, you're probably already emotionally tuned in and you're probably already going to be a depressive or a whatever because you are more connected to and intuitive and all that mm. stuff. So I don't think it breeds crazy people, I think you were probably already going to be on that path anyway. And then all the other stuff doesn't help. Right. 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 Um, especially if you have a big rise and a big fall and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, you're you're probably already going to be that way. Yeah. Perhaps, that's you know. interesting.
0: That, I, I mean, I mean that, It definitely makes sense on the on the level of like, yeah, all the, the the people. I know a ton of people who have been acting their whole lives and they. They could have or they couldn't have for what I would know of them in terms of their personalities. Like mm-hmm. there isn't a there. There's not a discernible like, oh, OK, like you're this way because you grew up in show business. Like that's definitely not. You're right. I don't have. But all it takes is a few examples of children, famous children who do right. go through a bunch or who do end their lives early or whatever. And then you sort of associate that. And it is a hard business. Like people on the inside are business. like, oh, I can't imagine having to go through that rejection. Yeah,
1: it is a hard business. And and I, I just think you're born that way. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and you're you are surrounded by in different situations that maybe you wouldn't be, or maybe you're exposed to drugs or maybe it's this. And again, that like, the child actors that I see where I'm like, when they're older are the ones that were kind of, we all get tossed aside at some point. Right. Unless you like started as a child star and you get to be a bigger child star or something. Right. Right. Maybe. Um, But at a certain point, like you are cast aside like the work doesn't come the way it used to or whatever. And I've never been bitter about that, but I know a lot of, uh, formers, that's what I call them, um, who, who are bitter. Yeah. And that's always like, uh, it, it, I can feel it, you know, and it radiates off them. And that's, that's a hard thing for me to see. Cause it's not personal,
0: you know? Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: but Absolutely. yeah, I don't
0: know. I don't know. Well, I know. And the par- and parenting too, right? That's got to be a part it's, of it. I mean, in terms of, right? It's
1: 100% the parenting. Because like, like yeah, it's, it's, well, it's like, like, yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, like a Lindsay Lohan, right? Like, I mean, hi. Uh, She's would definitely probably, a
0: textbook one that people point to, right? Right. But terrible
1: parents, right? Yeah. But she also had a mother who, from my understanding, was always telling her like, you're special. You're special. You're special. You're special. Right. And people are jealous of you. Mm. And there's that sort of thing. And I had a mother who was the exact opposite, probably to my detriment, who was like, you're not special and people aren't jealous of you and, you know, was trying to keep me um, from having a big head. But ultimately, I think it probably damaged my self-esteem, to be honest. Um, Yeah. Poor parents. Parents parents, don't know what to do. They don't know how to do stuff. And it's also- They're just people. And so I always say, sure, put your kid in acting and then yank them out by the time they're in like junior high or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. And so that they can be normal and do normal kid stuff and whatever. Because I look back at my own thing and like I so I started when I was really young and then did commercials as you do and then did TV. And then when I was 11, booked those Brady Bunch movies, did those did more tv all that stuff um had a tv show on lifetime and all that um and then was doing voice work and all that as well oh, i was telling you a story and again i lost it it's gone
0: by <laughs> well, the um, time you're there in junior high
1: oh that there you uh, go there you go you got bing, it bing, bing, bing. We brought, we brought it back okay. so by the time i hit high school i was working too much and i'm sorry junior high i was working too much and when you're in when you're a child actor and you're in grammar school, you go, Hey, I'm going to be out for a week shooting an episode of touch by an angel or whatever the hell. Yeah. And they give you your lesson plan. It's fine. Well, when you're in junior high, suddenly you have six teachers and you got to get lessons plans from all six year teachers. Yeah. They don't want to do that. Yeah. They don't want to do that. They don't think you're cool. Yeah. They're probably, which I never use this word, but I use it more now because I was always taught not to say it. they're probably jealous Mm -hmm. a little bit you know and so for junior high and high school I was homeschooled right and I didn't like school I was good at it to a point I excelled in English and history and all that stuff was terrible in math and science um so I was like great let's do homeschool let's get it done um so I started homeschooling in in high school and I look back now and my mom was always kind of trying to get me to go back to high school every year. And I was like, no. Mm. And I wish she had, it's hard to say because I really disliked school, but I wish she had made me because, mm. and I didn't go to college. And so the, when I look back now, I'm like, ooh, there was like eight years of socialization at like a really primo time yeah. where I just kind of didn't get that. And so then I made mistakes in interpersonal relationships and romantic relationships that I, had I made those mistakes at 14, probably would not have been sure. such a big deal. Sure. But yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, but I also like who I am. So I don't yeah. know, you
0: know? No, I mean, I think that's, that's the sort of, that's the sort of like part of the journey I guess is, is like being able to look backwards and kind of wonder and sort of go, well, would I have changed something like on a, on a fundamental, like, Piece by piece basis, yeah. I kind of wish that had gone differently. I can't. But then when, but the idea would be that you would want to arrive at the place where you go. But at the same time, I'm glad who I of who I am, so I can Completely. think about that stuff. I can think about it. I can think about how it affects the way I treat other people. I realize everyone comes from a different place. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not gonna live in a place of of feeling like you know, oh God, if only you know no, that no. does. You're right. That makes you not appreciate what's happening yeah. in the moment and know?
1: and i don't feel that way i'm just i'm curious what i curious. how it yeah. would have been different yeah. absolutely but and what I, yeah I, I what mistakes would i have
0: made i'm i'm i, I, I would have made different mistakes if i had you know had certain a different experience as well so like you would have made plenty of mistakes in high school that you would now be looking back on and going like, I wonder what it would have been like if I'd been homeschooled. Yeah, you know? oh, like it's, absolutely. Like I said, I probably would that. have been
1: a slut. I probably would have like <laughs> tried drugs. Like I don't like for real, though, like for real. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And instead, I was like just in my bedroom for four years in high school, like seeing no one, just like doing my yeah.
0: schoolwork, going well, to Because you don't have siblings. So that's that's definitely different than folks yeah. who are like, oh, we were all homeschooled. You know, all four of us were homeschooled. Even that is sort of a different level of socialization than someone like you or me, who really are like, no, we're the the kid in the family. Like, mm-hmm. that's which is that's it. Don't,
1: don't you find being the kid in the family, you, and maybe not for you, but like we're way more adult because you were surrounded by adults. Like 100%. I find only children to be way more mature. Hundred
0: percent. And then right? take you going out and having your peers mm-hmm. be of all ages, which I sort of love. I mean, I love love kids and I love being on sets with kids. So I'm always like real into it when there's a kid on set and they sort of know how to respond because I feel like a lot of the time they're they're great at being kids because they are still the kid on the set. And yet at the same time, they also have much better skills with adults because they are so used to being around them. And that can go to your point, it may not be what your situation is all the time. It may be just kind of who you are and who you're going to be. Cause you can come out of out of being a kid who works on on sets and just be like wonderful with all kinds of people. Because you are interacting with people from different classes and from different races and from you know in and in, from different ages. And it can be a very diverse experience. Oh, if, if more you so could... then like, oh, I went to a public girls school, I have private girls school. You know what I oh. mean?
1: As a kid actor, if you get out alive, it can be the best learning experience. The trick is getting out alive because there are there are bodies everywhere. Yeah. You
0: know, littered, littered, littered. Littered. Now the pollution's the littering of bodies. (laughs) Of dead child actors. (laughs) 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 Well, and a lot of them do like that's also a totally different kind of transition to do. Right. Like you can do the transition of stopping you can do the transition of continuing to work and continuing to have that as your profession and career and being happy and that's wonderful. Or you stay in the profession, but you leave the on-camera side. So, you know, like my friend Bryce Beckham is a wonderful editor and writer and loves being behind the camera and in the editing bay and, you know, was on a show and, People are always like, why did you, you know, as if like being on camera is the be all end all because that's kind of how on, in Western culture we're socialized. Mm-hmm. But when you're on the inside of it, you're like, I mean, not everybody is going to want to do that forever. No. Like, in fact, and a- it's unlikely that
1: many will, you know? Yeah. And I'm amazed at the people who are like kind of at their peak and like leave by choice. Yeah. Because and that's, again, probably me with my uh, special skills list. Like I. <laughs> I have no special skills. So like, <laughs> this is it. Like, I have to make this work because there's nothing else. I mean, I'm good with people. I guess I could be a hostess at a restaurant, but I've never had a real job.
0: Yeah, uh, you could, besides, you could like, transition into something oh. very easily. I'm not saying that you would need to, but I've, I've made this joke, but it is 100% true for me. And I'm saying this coming from a lot of skills because I didn't start acting until I was in my late 20s professionally. Wow. Wow. Um, And but like become like going back to school and becoming a therapist and or becoming a realtor, you would totally do you cash in school. It does require school. You'd have to you'd have to go be in school. Maybe you would be like, I love it. This is what I've missed. You know, have a also, high school degree. also, don't feel like you need to. <laughs> no <laughs> one's saying you need to. I'm just planning to see. I'm just saying that I have zero concerns about you. You're either going to continue working till you drop dead. And that's great. Or that's gonna you decide you want to do something else. And you'll absolutely be able to do that thing.
1: I like that your default for me, though, is realtor, because that's, <laughs> no, that's like every thing. single that's an acting thing person it, <laughs> as you know in yeah. LA and yeah. maybe that's just is that just I an LA thing so
0: much money well,
1: that's because every house costs five million I know yeah it's so crazy it's now so crazy. to like know
0: a little bit about it at all and to see a listing for something and be like oh my God, when this person who's telling me that they have this listing in this flyer I got, it's a $5 million house and they are going to get a hard percentage of that. They are going to be like, I just made half a million dollars.
1: And <laughs> and you know what's crazy about, and I, I speak from no experience, so I'm sure realtors will hate me saying this, but like anyone can do it. Like, like you just decided to help have this person help show you around and yeah you know, take you around and show you a house.
0: I think it is kind of like acting like anyone can do it, but you have to have the temperament to actually get good at it.
1: Yeah. But with acting, like you got to be what they're looking for. You got to be cute. You got to be this. You got to be tall enough, fat enough, skinny enough. Right. Yeah. Like talented, like like a realtor,
0: like they're just filling out paperwork i'm gonna have no i'm gonna have to have now i can't believe i have to have a realtor on i have to start the realtor wars no i think i mean i think there's well because my one of my like a boyfriend that i was with for many years his mom was a realtor so i have sort of a sense of like why it's really hard and how it can be really hard and that there is a sort of of like You have to stick it out. It's a bit of a marathon because for a long time, you're not going to make any money at all. And you'll go through periods. Right. Absolutely. So it's stuff like that. So it's work because you've got to work at building those relationships and it, I think it takes a long time to sort of cultivate that. And you have to be like the mayor of your neighborhood and then the mayor of, you know, the sort of informal mayor of like being a realtor Ugh. to kind of get there. It's and kiss it so hard. much ass. And, yeah, yeah, it definitely yeah. sounds hard. Yeah. So see, we figured it out. It's like okay. not ev- we not take it back. Not everyone it. can be a realtor.
1: <laughs> everyone can be a broker.
0: No, just kidding. <laughs> we will not leave here until we have figured out something everyone can be. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> wait, you, so you say you made r- mistakes in romance. I'm not going to ask you about those things, but I am going to ask you, uh, when you were being homeschooled and when you were working as, when you were working as a young person being homeschooled, what was your love life? Like, were you meeting people? There on was no, there
1: was- no. I, I mean, like, I really like I'm a depressive. And so that for me started and I, I'm good with it now, but I was really, really depressed. I'd say from the age of about 12, because we had kind of moved and that was very traumatic 12 to maybe about like 24, yeah. Um,
0: and going and to church didn't just, going
1: to church didn't change. Clean that it's up. so weird, huh, interesting. um, bizarre. So yeah, like 12 to 24. And I finally got a therapist at like 24 and spent a lot of money in therapy. Um, okay. I hear but that. yeah, but so for me, yeah, I didn't have any friends because we had moved. We had moved from West Hollywood to Burbank and, in, and I was going to a junior high and I left for half the year to go shoot the Brady Bunch movie. And so you're already the new kid in school and then you're shooting movies. That's weird. And so I didn't really have a place there. And then, so once I started high school, I didn't really know anybody. And yeah, so I basically spent all my teen years kind of alone. And then when I was 18, I bought a house cause they were like, you made some money and let's buy a house and whatever. So then, so instead of college, I bought this house. I was living in this house mm-hmm. and I was like renting it out, renting out a room to like people on Craigslist. Like, I don't even know what the hell. Um, That's, yeah. Yeah. That's so lot. it was like, yeah. So it was weird. And so when I was older, not that much older, when I was like 22, I was like, I'm selling this house. I'm moving to the city. Cause I had made a friend he, that I was like, in love with, he was not in love with me, but he was like, I want to move to the city. And I was like, I'll move to the city with you. I'm going to sell this house. And I was friends with this much older man. And he was like, the the market's going to crash. You should sell. And, and I was like, I'm going to sell. And my mom was like crying and begging me. And I was like, no, I'm selling this house. And I did. And then the market crashed. Right. And so it was fine. Um, but I had to move to the city to go have this city experience because I had, as a younger person, I hadn't really, I was going straight from being in my room, doing homeschool, having a job. I was on this TV show at 17, 18, and then Going into this like domestic life of mm-hmm. owning this home and doing this. And it was just really isolated. Yeah. Like, and I'm a naturally, I'm a person who will naturally isolate anyway. I'm not yeah. a reacher outer. So yeah, I just uh what was the question? Did I have friends? No, I didn't really. I <laughs> you had did child,
0: yeah. You weren't really dating, one yeah.
1: child actor friend, probably closer to like 16, 17. Um and She was a weirdo. and Her parents were weirdos, um, but she was just around, you yeah. know, and uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: I got to tell you, I, I'm thinking I just am having that moment where you just said you, you weren't dating and that you, you know, and I, I just flashed to this thought of like, oh, no, I think I would have been like the 17 year old who's like dating the 37 year old director so it was like he's someone who understands me and yes, you know what i mean because i was yes. totally like that as a yeah young. i was definitely one of those girls and not to blame myself but i was definitely but also not to, but anyway i was definitely one of those girls who was like you know i'm i'm understood by older people when i was that, like no, we talked about completely. and that feels that feels like a something i would regret that feels like something i would do and then be like huh yeah, I probably shouldn't have like I shouldn't have made that my pattern
1: when I was 21. Forward. Yeah, I was dating this kind of like 36 year old who was ended up being married. I had no idea. I mean, it was just a shit show. Yeah, but that was I didn't relate to people my own age. I didn't know any other 18 year olds who were owning homes. Right. Yeah. And so it's a weird. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't regret it, you know, and. I took all that money and I spent it traveling the world. I don't regret it. That's um, I bought another man. I was dating a hair salon. Kind of regret that. But <laughs> that was my own choice. Oh, that's a great um, story. I want to see. You know, I want to watch
0: that show. Oh, I want to watch the show of girl. hilarious Olivia Hack buying a hair salon for someone. I, I mean, think that's oh, awesome. yeah,
1: I owned a hair salon for like a year and a half and ran mm-hmm. a hair salon so look i can do other things that's (sighs) right you can (laughs) yes i've never employed
0: pointing at a camera more than i have in this zoom i'm really (laughs) i'm really into it oh oh it's time for a quick break i will be back after a word from our friends at maximum fun
1: hi i'm jesse thorne america's radio sweetheart and i'm jordan morris boy detective our comedy podcast jordan jesse go just celebrated its 15th anniversary it was a couple months ago but we forgot uh yeah completely our our silly show is 15 years old that makes it old enough to get its learner's permit And almost old enough to get the talk. Wow, I hope you got the talk before then. A lot of things have changed in 15 years. Our show's not one of them. We're never changing and you can't make us. Jordan, Jesse, go the same forever at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your
0: podcasts. All right, I got to get into this MASH game with you. Um, I have kept you on for so long, uh, and and I'm excited to have this MASH game uh, play out. So first I'm going to go, and I don't know if you ever played MASH because that was something that, Tended to go on in schools, but perhaps you did. If with not, the, with the little like mansion. triangle thing. No, right? that's the, that, this is the, I i used to think the same thing. That's like something else. That's like a fortune teller. This mansion, is mansion, apartment, apartment shack, shack house. house. Yeah. And then we're going to do these categories. So, okay. for example, the first category I'm going to give you is three places in the world you'd love to have a, a vacation home or just a second home. It can be in a bustling city. Uh, three places. And we're going to pretend like we can teleport you there. So you don't have okay. to take into consideration how you get there.
1: Oh, great. Um, New Zealand, Hanoi. And, um, let's see, we should do like something. I- I'm going to say Laguna. I really, I'm, I'm enjoying living in Laguna right now. Lovely. Yeah,
0: Lovely. Okay. Next one, three foods that in this alternate universe reality, in this mash reality we're creating for you, there's no ramifications. So you can eat 75 Oreos and feel nothing and have it not affect you. You can have seven cheeseburgers or it can be like, we're going to give this to you and you can just like with a snap of your fingers, you can have as much of this food as you want. Three. And it can also be something that you've only like when you were in Hanoi, there was this amazing noodle that you've never been able to have something as delicious since. Those these are the this is how we use this category in in, okay. in, in our reality. So three things that you can have with zero ramifications at the snap of your fingers whenever you want.
1: OK, uh, mashed potatoes, like a cheese platter, just all the cheese and. um. I You know, I it's just steak. I just really I like a good steak. Yeah.
0: Great. Great. This was for uh, also in MASH. Uh, Got to have it. Romance. Three people. They could be characters. They could be, you know, actual celebrities from some era. They could be a le- living dead, whatever you want. Three people. Cartoons. I don't care. Three people that you want to have some romance or sexy times with in this alternate universe.
1: Ooh, let's do like Marlon Brando, like Streetcar and Desire era. Yep. Um, Let's do like a Rihanna that sounds fun God I have a really weird taste in men like like Vincent D'Onofrio's on my island that's a weird one he's right very, um, no, but like, he's very sexy. Weird, he's very sexy yeah um God no but who do I want to bang um let's do like a young James Spader let's just throw him oh, on there he'd absolutely. probably be weird right? That was a
0: real do I want him or do I want to be him for me. Yeah. Yeah. Could not decide. Um, Okay. uh, Next one. uh, Let's do three movies that you can jump into whenever you want and just be in that world. You're not reliving the plot. It's just getting you into that world whenever you want. Uh, Let's do
1: like LA Confidential. Great. Um, Let's do, um, I'm just like living in that world. Let's do The Women, which is like a movie from the 30s. Yes um and let's do can you tell him that i don't want to live in this time um, <laughs> i appreciate
0: it and i respect it
1: and um uh. man, what's something that's like visually beautiful um probably something sci-fi where i can just like float in space i don't know
0: name an astronaut movie uh astronaut movie that isn't depressing like gravity which is very depressing yeah um like, the martian uh solaris solaris which is very depressing but it's a very beautiful movie um but, right shouldn't moon, it should be
1: something in space
0: yeah that's like in space god what that's such project? a good question i'm really only thinking of of space movies oh, where like there's awful. an alien that's going to murder everyone um <laughs> that can't be that can't be all there is Maybe we should just put you in Star Wars because then you put can go. Put me in Star
1: Wars. Put me in Star Wars. I could be anybody. I just want to be a space princess. Right. Yeah, space yeah, princess.
0: Yeah. I absolutely approve. Okay, great. Um, next one, let's do three, let's do three alternate universe careers that oh, God. we can drop you into and you'll be genius at whenever you want.
1: So when I was young, I wanted to go into advertising. So we could just say advertising. Right. Um, genius careers. Um You know, I'm, I'm, it sounds so douchey, but I do really like clothes and all that. So just put me as like a stylist. I'll do that. I'll be a personal shopper. Love it. I'll help rich women figure out what pair of Tory Burch flats to buy. Um, And, oh, probably like a, like a, like a travel guide. Oh yeah. Great. That's kind of my, my hobby is traveling.
0: Yeah. All right. That being said, with that in mind, next category is. That three. This is like a trio of places that you can go. It's going to be like a three week trip. We're going to send you all expenses paid. And it's like you're going to bop through three places. So and and have it make sense. So you could be like, for example, one of my three would be like, I would want to go back to Oslo, uh, Copenhagen and. uh, Yeah, yeah. Stockholm. Yeah. Um, so you can do a little cluster. So I'm gonna give you three. You'll end up with one when this whole settle this when the smash game settles down. But three like triads of places you would want to go.
1: Oh, you're really working my brain today, Janet. I
0: um, really am. I really. Okay.
1: Am. Uh, well, you know, I love Southeast Asia. So I kind of I, and I've been there a few times, but I want to go back. I've never been to Laos. So let's okay. put Laos on there. I want to go back to Malaysia so we could do some Malaysia. And then okay. I you know, I've never done Thailand. So let's go, let's do Thailand.
0: Okay. Are those, sure. are those three together? Like you, the first three? Laos and Thailand are. Okay. And then.
1: And then Malaysia's
0: It's its own trip. Probably. No, 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 no. Those, okay. they're
1: all three together. You oh, great. great, to great. Together, okay. Right? That's what, yeah, that's what yeah, I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So then, yeah, what's your next group of three?
1: Okay. So I've never done Africa. So like, let's do like a Zimbabwe, a Kenya and like Tanzania, Madagascar. Let's do-, right. let's do Madagascar on there.
0: Okay. Great. Right. And number three, three. Oh, my God. Um, let's do,
1: mm, I've done some of South America, but let's do, you know, let's do Europe. Let's do, let's do a Norway great. and I'll go back to Sweden and let's you do, do like Iceland. Iceland. That's yeah, one, right? that's okay. a good one. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. All right. Two categories left. We're going to tear through them. This, this next category is, let's do three. Ooh, what do I want to give you see? This is where I start putting pressure on myself. Um, Get it right. I got to get it right. Let's do three people in show business that you get to work with. And this is in any capacity. And these people can be dead, alive. I don't care. Um, It's magic. So... Three people in showbiz that you would love to collaborate with on something.
1: Let's do Paul Thomas Anderson. Great. Let's do Elizabeth Taylor because I just want to watch that train wreck on set. I think it would be fabulous. Absolutely. And let's do um, Christian Bale. Sure. He seems interesting and probably intense.
0: I like this. I like this sort of like social studies of experiencing some of these people. Yeah, because I like that.
1: I don't want to I don't care about acting with them. Yeah. As much as I'm just like, "Oh, I just you're want to observe what them. this is like." Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. a curious
0: person. I love that. Uh, okay, and then I do know what the last category is, which is three places in time that you would love to be able to go visit and you're in a safety bubble. So, nothing bad's going to happen to you. You can go hang in, you know, Paris in the 20s, you know, Hollywood yeah. in the 40s, like whatever you want. So a location too or just the era. I mean, I feel like there might be a location that ends up you tied to the era. But if you don't have that, you don't have to have one. Do you know what I mean? If you want to see the 1940s all over the world, that's great, too.
1: Okay, let's do if I'm in a safety bubble, let's do like World War II in like London or something. Right. Right. Um, Let's do the 1920s anywhere. Um, Paris sounds good. Sure. And then I don't know why I'm like, really, now that you tell me I'm in a safety bubble, this war thing is interesting to me, too. So like, let's do like Savannah during like the Civil War oh, or something. Sure. I don't know. That's I'm
0: fascinated by that stuff, too. I mean, I think really living in a time where we keep getting precipitously closer to certain types of war, but yeah. we ourselves have not lived through something like that. I think it becomes like really fascinating and, yeah, and it feels to unreal to me in a way that, You know, when I watch war movies, I'm like, God, it's I can't believe people had to just live like this. I mean, well, I lived in London for two years during the Blitz. Crazy. Just could have died at any moment. And that was and that and you and you live because we're human beings and we just kind of adapt. It's fascinating to me. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay, Give me a number between one and seven. Six. Great. Okay. This is the time in which, A, it could be all edited out, so it just seems like I very quickly did this to the listener, but I also like to use it as a time for my guests to tell people where to find them, what they can watch or check out. Can be your own stuff, could even be something that you're like, I've been listening to this podcast, I have nothing to do with it, but I think you should listen to it kind of thing. So this is your time to vamp, but also you don't have to vamp if you would rather me just like- Oh, while you're doing that. Zing through it, yeah. So this is, I'm a zing.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm on Instagram, the Olivia hack, I have a Twitter. I never look at it because who gives a shit about Twitter? Um, uh, I, I just, I uh, I really liked Severance. I just finished oh, that. I'm um, obsessed. Yeah, I loved Severance. Um, I don't know. I'm just a person doing a thing. I've got uh, a new video game coming out. that It's a new Harry Potter game. I'm very excited <gasps> about it. And that's uh ideal. catch me at Comic Cons because that's I'm that's how I'm living my life right now. I'm just at a Comic Con every weekend.
0: I totally get it. I Come hope we overlap find me. sometime soon. Yeah, me too. Okay, I'm almost done. I'm feeling very good about this. Fast. I'm a pro. I'm a pro. Uh first of all, I want to congratulate you on your beautiful mansion. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. in New Zealand. Oh, okay. Fabulous fabulous uh you also have the ability to uh jump into la confidential whenever you want which i think is good that's an exciting sexy time in hollywood that I, mm-hmm. I was very excited you wanted to have access to in in the form of that movie so i'm glad you got that i'm also very interested to hear about your experience in world war ii london i am very very interested so can't wait you gonna have to get back to me on that Sounds like you're doing a lot of bopping around. Look, you're going to be very busy. I want you to know that you can carb up on those mashed potatoes whenever you desire. Oh, yum, Zero yum. ramifications. Just delight in those mashed potatoes. Good thing cuz I'm in the UK. <laughs> Good thing cuz you're in the UK. Also, very, like really easy for me to imagine like Marlon Brando eating mashed potatoes off your shoulder for some That's reason. Not it really be works. Eating. There it is. <laughs> It is very easy for me to imagine that. So uh, sexy, sexy Marlon Brando, Streetcar Named Desire era. Um, you also, as if all of this travel that you're able to do uh, inside of going through history, inside of going into movies, inside of having your place in New Zealand, you also have been a travel guide. So oh, even okay. more this making money my dream from okay. just just going all around jet setting. Uh, And then, uh, of course, part of that will be the the long vacation you get to take in Laos and Thailand and Malaysia. So that's going to be, that's not it, work, baby. All that's these play. things are my okay? the number one thing. I'm so happy here. And I think it's going to inform the work and experience you do that you were able to visit World War II London because there's just no way that that Christian Bale isn't going to do another movie that's set in World War II. So maybe that'll I, be what you work with him on. You're going to find out what it's like to work with him. Oh, I hope he yells at me. He might yell at you. I have a really strong feeling you would definitely take him down a notch. <laughs> 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 also something i want to see in a safety bubble. Olivia Hack, that will conclude our podcast episode. I'm so glad we did this. I'm I loved getting to talk to you more. Obviously you're on Braving the Elements. This is you and me. This is like ain't nobody I else. I didn't even know ain't we no were show recording. About. I didn't even do anything avatar related. I should have done I should have done an avatar thing. So anybody oh. who listens to this wishing that they, that I had done that, I'm going to say go back over to Braving the Elements that's for that. Oh um, yeah, I'm on
1: this show called Avatar
0: Great. And also, yeah. you were on the show called <laughs> Everybody else, I will talk to you next time on the podcast. The show is produced by Julian Burrell and Christian Duenas. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember
1: one? we could save kids?